You're listening to the NAGRA Podcasters Network. So Sean and I decided to take advantage of the fact that there's a second school year that's starting, I guess. Is right. the school year starting back up? Or, right. What was it, four or yeah, five the, weeks in? This is semester 2.0 for Sean. <laughs> right. Semester 1B, 1B, I guess. Yeah. The beginning of 1B. Yeah, right? exactly. So 1A didn't work out too well. So. 1A did not work out. But but everything's, everything's back to normal and the schools are open and the teachers are working and all of the political parties, I think, agree and, and the teachers are happy the administrators are happy everything everything worked out right there was a nice happy ending yeah that (laughs) (laughs) teachers i hate you school i hate you everybody i hate you in the heart of the one dish with one spoon treaty territory nagran sean vanderclis and carl dockstater dish on any and all issues from a first nations perspective from pipeline politics to poverty to pan-Indianism and more, Sean shares his concrete curve leg take, and Carl gives an urban Oneida angle. You are listening to One Dish, One Mic on the Niagara Podcasters Network. I mean, I guess it worked out for the teachers. It worked out for the institutions. It's now just the students who have to cancel their plans, rearrange Christmas, um, study into January. Can you imagine being... Um, starting school in january your first semester at at niagara college and and it's going to be late it's postponed yeah because of a strike no i I, for i'm sure there's students out there that that have been enjoying their time off and yeah i mean there there have been a lot of uh there's been more student voices and maybe that's because of social media and other platforms there's been more of a student voice in in this particular work stoppage than than ever in the past though this is historically the longest work stoppage that that ontario colleges have have ever seen in their their kind of short history too ontario colleges didn't start up until i think it was 1967 so yeah we're not talking about an institution that that spans hundreds Hundreds of of years yeah no no not at all not even close so but but everybody's back to work and everybody's happy about being back to work i think yeah uh i i know that uh yeah i'll be really interested to see what the where the media sort of settles in on different on different narratives i i got the impression that when kathleen Wynne was ordering everybody back to work that the media was leaning on her pretty hard and the public was leaning on her pretty hard to to send everybody back but i'm not sure that from a process standpoint that it could have happened any sooner than it happened. No, you have to let like as much as I hate the strike because, because it affected me personally. Uh, I completely understand why the teachers went on strike. Um, and in that, with that being said, I understand that the process needs to happen without the process. It makes no sense for her to, to, to have this back to work legislation. Um, five weeks in though. I don't know. Well, they're but they're. I mean, from a timeline standpoint, first off, the the union and the colleges have been at this impasse for the better part of, of this past calendar year. Yeah. So this has been this has been looming on the horizon for a while, and I yeah. like I I just heard through talking to some coworkers at the college, I just heard that there sort of might be a strike uh, actually uh, in in October. And uh, or or at some point in the school year, I'm yeah. not sure when the date was really was really decided upon. But I'd heard that it was going to happen during the school year if there was going to be a strike. There's been a lot of like I think every right leaning political figure in Niagara has been going and using their public platforms to say, well, why why did the teachers uh, why did the teachers drag the students in by striking in the mm-hmm. middle of the school year? Why why couldn't they just do this in August? Yeah. 
because if they um, but to that I, I would say that if they would have had the strike in August then they wouldn't have had any leverage mm-hmm. right striking striking is all about leverage and about yep. really uh, withholding the service that you have that's unique from your employer in order to to, to gain advantage in, in your perspective I guess I guess we should do full disclosure though in in full disclosure I teach three hours a week at Niagara College so I'm a part-time teacher which means that I'm not contract faculty that means that I, I'm not I didn't vote I didn't have any say in this when the strike happened they suspended all of the programming which meant that, that I was laid off until I was called back from the layoff to finish my course so that's just in the interest of, of full disclosure I mean I'm a little teacher sympathetic because I am a teacher uh, but I'm not a card-carrying union member or, or any of that and and I think regardless of what happens I don't think that I will be I think that <laughs> I think that part of the strike was was about giving more rights to part-time and partial load faculty yeah. but but I don't believe that uh, that it'll change my situation except that maybe a full-time teacher will get more hours and then and then they won't need me anymore yeah. that's that's a possibility uh which i'm i'm actually okay with because i'd like to see more people having more stability and and more to to count on so but that's that's just in a nutshell where i'm coming from yeah full disclosure what's your stake in this sean i am a full-time student enrolled at niagara college what are you gonna be when you grow up I don't know, lost and confused and bitter about the strike. <laughs> I want to be a sidewalk chalk artist. And I hope it never rains. Well, yeah. <laughs> if it does rain, those are my tears because of the semester that I missed. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, have you talked to a lot of other students? Uh, yeah, I've been talking to a lot of people I go to school with. And it's it's pretty much, I guess you kind of summarized it really well. There's a portion of the students that are happy that there was a strike, right? extra time off a little more freedom to kind of do what you want mm-hmm. and then there's other students who were a little more angry about what happened um for me like my my stake in this is that like i'm pro the right to strike i'm pro unions in all regards my issue is the fact that we're stuck now playing to everybody else's timeline so the <clears throat> opsu imposed a strike deadline the CEC said, meh, fuck you. Not going to do anything about it. They went on strike. They met for a week. They took a two-week vacation. Nothing happened. They met for a week after forced mediation. Nothing happened. The CEC says, then proposes a deal. And then while they're in process of that deal, CEC says, you know what? Screw you guys. We're just going to bring it to your members wholly. And now the colleges are re-devo- uh, redeveloping the education timeline. And that, that's my issue is the fact that I'm s- literally st- stuck in this car driven by the college and I have no say about what the next three months are going to look like for me. Um, pretty, This has essentially affected two semesters. No, no um, I mean... Oh, one of the, no, one of the colleges, I want to say is up near Barrie, has, uh, has removed Reading Week. Yeah. Um, the concept of Reading Week, for those people who aren't familiar, is to relieve and alleviate the stress that's associated a lot of times studies have have been done and found that a lot of times this is when people students in particular have a tendency to commit suicide right it's it's a a well-known phenomenon that around this time people start fading off and to remove that because of the strike is kind of bullshit in my opinion but i don't know like i wrote my article (laughs) Yeah, and I read. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, the there's an article on uh, one dish one mic dot com. Uh, Sean and I don't just talk now; we write. Oh <laughs> yeah, we 
figured out how to put up a website <laughs> and we put up a website and we just oh, put whatever oh, out oh, there completely time out you did your biography yeah good job yeah thanks <laughs> thanks so <laughs> okay time back in uh, <laughs> back back to the topic at hand i uh i'm a recent niagara college graduate and i was really honored to become uh part of the teaching staff and and again whatever happens with my course you know i'm i'm glad that um it it was a priority by administration to have indigenous people teaching indigenous course content so i teach a course with a lot of indigenous content and and again i hope i continue to offer that i hope the college continues to offer that but that, that's not my my point is to shamelessly self-promote me or my course uh tk t-i-k-e-n-v-r course co- no just kidding uh <laughs> but uh the um one of the things that i that i hope doesn't change is that i i genuinely enjoyed my experience at, at niagara college and i thought that the faculty and the administrators did a great job working together and and the whole time that this strike was happening i mean i had to sort of ask myself I, is this another is this another instance of toronto being the center of the known universe yeah. and of things that are happening in the gta which is still very far from from niagara in terms of ideals and and how we do things is is this a case of our local school being dragged into some Thing that's that's happening in a bunch of schools that, that happen in that other area yeah and i i think that there there may be an element of that yeah though i did hear that the ratio of part-time to full-time which was kind of the central the central issue like like how much job security and job yeah. stability teachers really have was really at the heart of of this issue and and i'm i know that the ratio for for niagara college wasn't you know wasn't the best mm-hmm. uh but i also know that this is another instance where you have 18 colleges i believe and where they're they're all sort of voting on on an issue that that Niagara can get can get sort of dragged into. Yeah. So again, I you know I don't know what the dynamic is like at at Georgian. I don't know what the yeah. dynamic is like at Humber. I don't know what the dynamic is like at Fanshawe, at Mohawk College, at, at any of the other colleges. I, I just don't know. But but I'm a recent Niagara College graduate, uh, and and I work there, and I I liked going there. I mm-hmm. liked. I like the fact that that faculty were accessible and that it was really easy to find support and, and that the administrators were present and you would see the president walking down the hall and he would, yeah. you know, Dan Patterson would say hi to you, yeah. you know, so that that's something that, that I hope that doesn't that doesn't just get shattered yeah. by by all of this. I hope that and I hope that education can can continue to be a tool that that our people can use yeah. to help themselves and then and that all people can use to, to better their lives. Yeah, well said. Thanks. I, I'm a bi- I am a big fan of Niagara College. This is my second time through, and uh, it's like a community. It's it is like you see your professors in your hall in the hall. I had this one professor from my first semester there, and she still says hi to me. She still has that smile. It's it's it is. It's very welcoming, very inclusive, very community based school, and which is why I chose it. Yeah. Um. But again, the strike. Yeah, well, I wanted to speak though to what, what you'd said about about how the students are sort of being forced into a timeline and, and yeah. don't have any say. That's that's how it was when I went. Yeah, like well, I remember the first well, time I got my schedule, and I mean, at the time I had kids, I was I was riding with my brother who yeah. had kids, and we had jobs, and we were trying to you know we were trying to make life work around school. And I remember we tried to get a course changed one time, yeah. and it was I mean the bureaucratic hoops that we had to jump through to because yeah. we were actually we were carpooling together, so okay. and they they had put us on different sessions of of the same program, so and we needed to we we needed to go from Niagara Falls all the way to Welland, and yeah. it. 
it was a lot of, of rigmarole just yeah. to just to get that course changed. So that's the only thing. Like like I'm sure that this is an inconvenience for the students and that this isn't this isn't the most ideal. But I know that I wanted to get back. Like like I feel like my students, I feel like I have a great deal of responsibility for them. I wanted to get back and make sure that the ideas that I just started to implant in them that, that we would really be able to to explore every aspect and all sides of that mm-hmm. and, and put that back together. And I know a lot of the teachers, of course they you they wanted to support the union and stand on principles and and really work towards what they believe were the greater good. But but I do think that this this is another example of the points the points been made the media has had five weeks to tear this apart and put it back together and 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 now everybody's back to work and and everybody understands the issues and i know i know the teachers wanted to get back and get the students back but in terms of your your concern about the students not having any input yeah they don't yeah but (laughs) the students are the subordinate in in the college process like they're right but when i signed up i knew the schedule at hand i knew that between monday to friday and between the hours of 8 a.m to 9 p.m i would be in school from September to mid-December. Yeah. I knew that. Now, not so much. What I signed up for in in August is not what's reflective now. Yeah. And, that, and that's my issue. Like a friend of mine, one of my closest friends that I've made in school is from the Bahamas. And he booked a plane ticket. He has to go back home for the holidays. That's not the case now. I mean, kudos to Kathleen Wynn for mandating that colleges create a fund in support of travel and in support of relocation. Good for her. I, I mean, I applaud that, but it's still not. It still doesn't rectify the situation. There's still. It's still not a remedy. It's a. It's a band aid, uh, band aid type approach. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Well, like like you said though, one of the best things that I've seen of this whole strike is the fact that the students were vocal and that they did have their voices heard. And I and I know. And I can guarantee that the next time a strike happens, it's going to be the same situation. But hopefully, next time they'll be a little more mindful of the students. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't know that it'll ever. They will ever change. Hopefully, their college is still a take it or leave it sort of uh, approach. Yeah, you know, they're. I mean, Niagara College has prided itself on having the highest student satisfaction scores for like since forever. Yeah, and I think it still holds true that they're number one in, in the entire province of Ontario yeah. in terms of student satisfaction. So they do they do pride themselves on that. But when when I went to school, and I think that when people go to school in five years, it is a take it or leave it proposition. Um, I in the interest of of full disclosure, again, yeah. I, I won't name the institution, but when and when I was pursuing my red seal, uh, I'm, I'm a papered, uh, papered chef. Uh, so when I was getting my red seal, I went to a private school and took a course and, and it was like, there are a lot of reasons that people go to trade schools and yeah. they go to these schools where they get compressed information. And for me, it was a very, it was the shortest path to the goal that I wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. And that was getting my certificate of qualification. So yeah. I went and I took this concentrated learning and we only learned about the most relevant things and it was concentrated and, and I had great teachers and it was a great institution but it, it compared to the experience that I got at Niagara College where especially there was a lot of stuff when I was saying oh I have to take two electives and, yeah. oh I have to take two Englishes and a communications course that don't have anything to do with right. with the thing that I'm going into by the time I by the time they put that diploma in my hands and and I walked out the doors I said I realize now that that these other things that they taught me are all part of a greater experience that I had a greater networking experience yeah. the greater opportunity to to get involved in the broader community the the greater chance to to really learn about things that, that I didn't even know that I was interested in so that but that just goes back to again my sort of central point that that college is a take it or leave it proposition it's still I mean people 
people have a lot of concerns about the education system generally, but but that's that's how they have approached. It. I think that's how they will approach. It. If the students aren't happy with what they get, then they can go other routes. They can go the private route. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see after the class action lawsuits finished. Um, how that's going to affect it but i mean it has it always been yeah most definitely should it be though most definitely not like i took out an osap loan to attend school i took out a loan to cover my cost of living for my food for my rent for all that good stuff and now do i have to take out a long a bigger loan because Wait, of the I thought all Indians went to school for free all the time, yeah. uh, unconditionally. Only Didn't the, your casino pay for it? Only the good Indians. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad Indian. <laughs> Some people call me Billy Jack. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing from the last episode. Throwback to the yeah. Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, good times. Your casino uh, didn't pay for it? No, I don't even Is there? There's no Curve no, Lake Casino? No, not that at all. That actually has a nice ring to it. Right? Damn. CC? <laughs> the Triple C? Yeah, come up to Triple C. <laughs> Try your luck at the Curve Lake Casino um, so we can send Sean to school. So exactly. Take out OSAP loans. Exactly. Right? Please tell me. That send became me. a long, a long tagline. <laughs> Come to the Triple C Casino so we can send Sean to school so he doesn't have to pay back his OSAP loans. Trademark. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I had to take out a loan for this. I'm going to have to take out another loan for this. Um, like, how is this going to affect? Like, this is, I don't know. So many unknown variables. Are I'll, you part of the class action lawsuit? I am officially. Oh, I, are you? I signed up the other day. So what'd you sign up for? On my phone. I don't know anything about it. I, I heard a, I heard somebody on the radio talking about it and, and uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't catch any of the details. What's what's happening with the class action lawsuit? And now that school's back on, isn't it like all bets are off? Like you paid you paid for a degree yeah. in a fixed amount of time. You're gonna get a degree in a fixed amount of time. So what merit is left to this class action lawsuit. Where did it start and where does it stand yeah, that's, now? That's a good point. So it started, one of the articles that it cited was the Consumer Protection Act. So essentially that you're paying for service and you didn't get that service within the agreed upon time frame. Um, so taking into account the allotted breaks as well as X amount of hours spent in school. So I think that's the, uh, the foundation. Um, I don't want to misspeak. But I do that all the time, so I'll just continue with that. <laughs> um, I don't want to make up my opinions and thoughts again. <laughs> just kidding. This is my PhD. Uh... Right. <laughs> According to Dr. iPhone. Yeah. Anyways, I can't find it. But Dr. Google says. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's and So it has to do with a lot of. Um... It's a breach of contract. Breach of contract. Yeah, you agree to, yeah, you agree to a service in a set amount of time, but you're still going to get the service in the set amount of time. Like, I think, I think everything would have been different. I, I didn't know when, when I saw that the, the vote was going to be a no. Like, I saw the writing on the walls. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to other teachers and stuff, and and there was a sense that that the way that the colleges did this, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to stir the pot and bring up bad blood, but the uh, the college, the colleges, the CEC use the technicality to trigger the vote. Mm -hmm. They, instead of continuing to negotiate, they said, well, there's this one clause that allows us to force a vote on the issue. So let's sweeten the pot up and we'll throw it out there and see if they do it. And, yeah. and the union, to their to their credit, didn't 
did, or the union members yeah. didn't go against their union and, yeah. and take the bait. Yeah. So, but then immediately afterwards, the, the province called everybody back to work and there's not, the union is happy that the teachers are going back to work. The colleges are obviously very happy to have the teachers back. I think the students are happy to be back at school. Mm-hmm. So problem solved, right? No harm, no foul, right? Is that, <laughs> is that how that goes? Carl? Not going to say this again. <laughs> there was harm and there was foul. I'm damaged. All right, Carl. <laughs> I mean, maybe we can get Dan Patterson to give you a hug. Yeah, after. Dan Patterson. With everything that's happening with Kevin Spacey, maybe I, that's not oh, a good idea. <laughs> did you seriously go there? I did go there. I'm not saying Roy Moore and Dan Patterson are the same person. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. I'm just saying. I'm. I don't know. I guess. I guess that's where we differ. Is is I'm kind of saying no harm, no foul, and you're kind of saying it's it's not that simple, right? It's, I'm, well, I'm it's, oversimplifying the issue. Well, well I mean, a little bit when you're talking about forms of education and styles of learning, too. This is drastically. There's a huge gap in between, right? There's a reason why semesters end. There's a break and semesters start. There's a reason why education is concurrent. Um, you taught students for five weeks, four weeks, five weeks. They had a five-week gap. Do you honestly think that they're going to remember or have some sort of meaningful dialogue or that you're going to have some sort of meaningful dialogue that you would have had, say, the Monday after reading week? They've had this five-week break. I can guarantee you that not everything is, is as in there as you'd want it to be. They better be ready. If you're one of my students, that test, those tests on the teaching and learning plan, they're yeah. still there. Yeah. Those assignments are still due. I don't care that there's less time. Cry on someone else's shoulder. No, I, I, no, I, I know what you're saying, and and I mean, I, I'll have to rejig everything and and look at the whole the whole curriculum and and really look at. But but I think I think we'll get the outcomes in. I think that there's still enough time to to finish the teaching, and that's that's how I look at it, and, and I think that's how a lot of teachers. So what's the time frame looking? like because you're you have the inside scoop give us all the the dirty little details of the emails oh just that i mean the like, uh, how how late into january are we going just early january like the first week in january so that's it. basically so if you there's... take if you take the three weeks that there would have been a break for the holiday right. and the one week that there would have been for reading week that one week for reading week is gone yep. and the three holiday break weeks are gone five weeks were missed so there's only a net loss of of one week of course there's the scheduling inconvenience and and there's the you know the whole uh, the the trauma of having to work too hard or whatever yeah. <laughs> whatever you're saying on behalf of the students Listen. or whatever man but <laughs> but when you look at it there there were five weeks that were lost because yep. of the because of the labor action and because the three week break is being absorbed back back in and, yeah. and because the the one week uh, reading week is gone then yeah it's only losing a week which that that does happen like there are i taught uh in the winter and we had snow days right i lost classes due to snow days and things yeah. like that so so again when you look at when you sort of look at uncontrollable acts of nature and everything like that i, I think that i think that this the in terms of the content that i have to get in and yeah. from what i've read in my emails i'm confident that that i'm literally just going to go into my teaching and learning plan it's going to take me no more than than 15 minutes to change all those dates that said october <laughs> into mm. now late november and, and early december and push everything so will we be back. in school 
come January 2nd. Is there class on December 25th? (laughs) (laughs) So I get to open presents with my children, and then daddy's got an exam to study for. (laughs) Exactly. You know, maybe. Why not? Why not? You know, that's that's what the real world's like. I I read half of A Christmas Carol, and I think that was the point. I think that was, I only read the first half. It was called The Value System of Scrooge. I didn't get to the second half at all, but I think it was all about working hard and understanding that you need to provide for your bosses right oh, okay. so work through christmas <laughs> oh my god so january do we have class then is that what you're saying first week of january first week of january yeah, yeah. i believe that there there is class and then there was a break after that or right into class semester two it's hard for me to say because uh my program mirrors the i teach uh dual credit students so yeah. i teach uh secondary school students that are also taking a first year college course so my uh i've got i've got all the time in the world because the second semester for for high school students doesn't start until february Mm -hmm. so i i know that they're not gonna they're not gonna lose any time they can probably have a nice long christmas break and do all kinds of stuff so i just don't know for the rest of the programs how how that's gonna work okay the january intake though i think if if it gets pushed back again i think it will be a matter of of a week yeah so uh if if they have to push that back at all but i'm not sure okay and that was the president of OPSU, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Carl Dockstader. <laughs> My name is Smokey Thomas Warren. Smokey Warren. Tom- Warren Smokey Thomas? I don't know. Smoking. What's he smoking? I don't know. <laughs> Who is the he hell t- is Thomas? <laughs> is he a Thomas? Does that make him indigenous? There's a lot of good indigenous Thomases, right? Yeah. A lot of Warrens, too. Yeah, and right? Smokies. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe yeah, he's a trifecta. Guy. Yeah, right? So I've never known a Smokey. Yeah. No? No. No. Who wants to who wants a traveling thought first? Do you want to you want me to traveling thought or do you want a traveling thought? We haven't explained what the traveling thought is in it's a while. It's been a while, yeah. It's yeah. been like six episodes. What the hell is a traveling I don't know. thought? You told me. A traveling thought at the end of many of our social gatherings, uh-huh. we believe that it's a good idea to send people off uh-huh. on a positive note. Yeah. So Sean and I throw that out the window and <laughs> we use it as one last chant to get a little mini rant <laughs> in. Right? Yeah, exactly. You sit down and you listen to what we have to say. Listen here. <laughs> Listeners, listen here. Whatever you do, don't shut off your iPod or however you listen. How do you listen? How do you? I listen on my phone. Me too. Yeah. I was streaming through the website, but that sucks. So now I'm streaming through uh, the podcast. No. I'm at my master's in the room. He's right here. I didn't right here, dude. Right here. I didn't mean it like that. I'm at my phone socks with the I don't know. <laughs> I, li- I listen to Google Play because that's the easiest way to download yeah. the episodes for me. Yeah. Um, but from a traffic standpoint, it's better if we go to the Niagara. So there's... <laughs> We've upset... We, How do you subscribe to the... No, actually, no, no. Yeah, why don't you help our listeners out? So, a lot of people so say, we, we, how do we listen to your podcast? Oh, I, absolutely. And I'm like, I don't know. I have my phone. Just so, give it back to me in half an hour. So the way this works is you can... Uh, you, you basically listen on the podcast podcast. Uh, catcher of your choice so for a lot of people that's apple podcasts uh or google play but there's also uh there's also apps like uh stitcher and um shoot what's a what's another one there's uh there's a bunch of them and so on stitcher yes oh and uh and so if you go to um uh you can find all of our shows uh by basically going to your favorite podcast app and, and doing a search for that app if you can't find that there's a link on our website at niagarapodcasters.org for every for every episode to subscribe to this episode um, in the podcast player of your choice. And that's just a, you copy that link, you paste it into your podcast app because it's different for every app, right? Um, and 
uh, away you go. It subscribes it, and then Bob's your uncle. But it, your uncle might be Thomas, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. I uh, want to give my traveling thought, and, and my traveling thought is I believe the children are the future. Let them laugh and let them lead the way. We can be the wind beneath their wings, but don't strike as much. <laughs> Are you making fun of me? No, nope, that's all I got, man. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Sean. Uh, my traveling thought is that I don't even know. I don't know. I don't have a traveling thought for this episode. <laughs> Here, here's an idea for frame of reference for traveling thought. Yeah. The class action lawsuit is on its last legs. It's teetering on the brink. They call a surprise witness at the 11th hour. <laughs> the courtroom door blows open. In walks Sean Vandercliss <laughs> of One Dish, One Mike fame, walks up to the podium, looks the judge square in the eye and says, If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> uh, my traveling thought for this week is that we need to be mindful of everybody that's involved. I understand Carl's point of view when he's saying that it's a take it or leave it proposition when enrolling in schools. My point is that it doesn't have to be. And that while that may be the past practice, it shouldn't be the future practice. Um, We have a stake in this too. And you need to be mindful of that. So to the teachers, I love you. I've missed you. To the school, I hate you. I'm just joking. I love Negro College. Um, But I I hate you. I hate that I love you. (laughs) You're you're very witty today. (laughs) Did you have breakfast? I did. <laughs> you did. did. I yes. can tell. Yes. And this new coffee brand too. Right. Um, but yeah, that's it. Love you guys. I'll see you on Monday or Tuesday. Nagitwa, you've been listening to One Dish, One Mic right here in the Niagara Podcasters <laughs> Network at the Pop-Up Podcast Studio here at Cowork Niagara, home of Niagara's independent workforce. Did we say I love you early? You did say I love um, you. You can say it again though. I love you guys. I also love you guys. Nagitwa. Especially ones that, that have figured out how to subscribe. Yeah. Also, Nagitwa. <laughs> you can't diddle my Nagitwa. I, I second your <laughs> Nagitwa. <laughs> Let's get out of here before we do any more damage. Thanks for listening to One Dish, One Mike on the Niagara Podcasters Network. Your hosts are Carl Dockstader and Sean Vanderpuss. Recording is done at the Pop-Up Podcast Studio at Cowork Niagara, home of Niagara's independent workforce. Executive producer is Trevor Twining. Production assistance by Daniel Twining. Show artwork by Mitch Baird. Music by DJ Shub, used with permission. If you have show ideas or comments, you can reach us on Twitter at Niagara Podcasts. <laughs>